First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 18 says, In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. If we're not thankful today, that verse of Scripture tells us we're out of the will of God. For it is the will of God for us to be thankful. Father, Lord, in Jesus' name we do humbly pray to you one more time on this side of heaven. Giving you thanks and praise for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace that you've bestowed upon us. Lord, I know there is much to be thankful for today. And Lord, I pray as we preach your word, it will all hit home of how important it is for us all to be thankful for our Savior. Thankful for our Heavenly Father and thankful for the Holy Spirit of God that will convict and help and comfort in the time of need. Lord, we do love you. Thank you for your precious kindness, for meeting every need. I pray that you would help me to preach the Word of God this morning. Lord, I pray that you would show up to help me, dear God. But Lord, I can't do nothing without you. And Lord, I pray you'd season every word that's said. I pray that you'd loose this tongue and let it go. Anoint us from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Dear God, the way we can preach your word. We'll surely thank you and give you praise for what you're doing. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. And amen. Thank you. You may be seated. The Bible says in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Looking at the life of the child of God this morning, there's much to be thankful for. I'm not even worthy to lift my voice in praise to our Lord for what He's done for me. Thankfulness is an attribute that is a presence in the believer. And because of this, Paul is exhorting or encouraging the church at Thessalonica to give thanks for everything. Some people may say, well, preacher, I'm not thanking God for these glasses that I have to wear on my eyes. You ought to because you could have no vision at all. Huh? Well, preacher, I'm not thanking God for for, for these uh, uh, diabetic pills that I have to take. You should because you might have to take shots or wear an insulin pump. Well, preacher, I'm not thanking God uh, 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 for my uh, disability and I I can't walk and I have to roll around in a wheelchair. Hey, listen, you could be bedridden. You see, uh, uh, we're not thankful for the uh, small things in life that we may consider to be a disability when we can actually say that it's a blessing from God because God can use that in an extraordinary manner to help you reach others and can, and can bless you through uh, what you have been through in your life. That word thanks means to be grateful or to express uh, gratitude. 
And the word every means all, any, the whole. And in this sermon this morning, there are six aspects of the Christian life that we should be thankful for. First of all, I'm thankful for the truth. Amen. The Bible says in John 8 and verse 32, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. First of all, let me say just for a moment, I don't have a whole lot of use for somebody that's going to tell a tale. Excuse me. May I say, I don't have a whole lot of use for somebody that's going to lie. Amen. Uh, you, you're probably in the same boat as I am. If you're saved today, uh, it probably just disgusts you uh, uh, to look eyeball to eyeball with an individual and they blatantly tell you a falsehood. I, you know, little kids are bad about lying. As soon as they begin talking, they begin to lie. You don't have to teach sin, by the way. They're, they're born into this world out of see in, in sin. And, and you don't have to teach them to lie. And I remember telling mine as they're growing up, and, and now Hannah's getting to the age where she knows better. Uh, and, but boy, I used to tell them, all right now, liars become friars. Yeah. Hey, doesn't it say that like a fire they'll have their home? Hey, listen, I'm here to tell you, but thank God for the truth. Thank God for truthful people. Thank God for the Word of God, because this is truth. Amen. The Bible says in John 17, 17, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy Word is truth. Thank God I can look at the Word of God. I can study it out and know that it will never, ever tell me a falsehood or tell me a lie, because I believe it from the very first part of Genesis all the way over to the very last part of Revelation as being truth and I thank God for the Word of God today. I thank God for the wisdom of God. That wisdom from God is truth. James 1 and 5 says, If any man, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God that give it to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given unto them. Folks, you want to learn more about the Word of God? You want more wisdom about the Word of God? The Bible says, Go and ask God to give you the wisdom that you need. And His wisdom is truth. Amen. Thank God for the truth. There's a lot of times and there's a a lot of things that uh, I don't understand in the Bible, Brother Harold, but I can go to God in prayer and and study that thing out and He begins to speak with my heart, Brother Damon, about uh, certain situations in the Word of God and He reveals the Scriptures to my heart. That's what happens, you see. He says if you lack wisdom, you've got to ask for it. The Bible also says you have not because you, you ask not. Amen. I want to ask. I believe if I can ask, I believe we can get an answer. Amen. I believe He's a prayer answering God. I'm thankful for the truth and the Word of God, the truth and the wisdom of God, but also the truth and the will of God. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. A lot of times I wanted certain things to go particular directions in my life and they not go that way because it's not the will of God for it to go that way. And a lot of times I can look back and thank the Lord above that it didn't go my way 
But then it went the Lord's way. Amen. Because you can look down the road and sometimes, I believe the old song says, uh, uh, thank God for unanswered prayers. Well, listen, they ought to change that around because God answers our prayers. We need to thank God for His will being done. Amen. Uh, because it is His will uh, uh, that we ought to be in tune with. And if it's His will, it will be done. I'm thankful for the truth. But number two this morning, I'm thankful for the trials. Trials. Oh, preacher, come on now. Well, according to 1 Peter 1, 7, I believe it is, that the trial of your faith, being more precious than of gold, that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Yeah. We'll thank Him for the trials. Amen. Because trials uh, will draw us to the Lord. Hey, listen, he said unto them, My grace is sufficient uh, uh, for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glorify God in my infirmities uh, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Hey, listen, I don't want to uh, lay around in a pity party uh, because of a sickness or I don't want to lay around in a pity party because uh, of unfortunate circumstances. I encourage you to move out from under the circumstances and get under God's grace. Amen. Because He said your grace is sufficient for you. Uh, no matter what comes your way, uh, brother, now no matter how many pints of blood you got to have, uh, God's grace is sufficient to see you through it. Yeah. We're praying that God helps him. It may be the will of God that God helps him through that blood that he takes yeah. every two weeks. Amen. I can accept the will of God. Oh, we better accept the will of God, uh, and I thank Him for the the will that 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 we have to uh, we have to apprehend to, or we apply ourselves to, and that we understand that we're continually will go through trials, but those trials will draw us, but they will also develop us. You see, trials will develop your character. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Amen. Romans 8.18 Trials will draw us. The trials will develop us. But when it's all said and done, trials will deliver us. First yeah. Peter 4.13 But rejoice in as much as partakers in Christ's sufferings that when His glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding Joy. If you never have been in a trial, there may be something in your life that you may never learn. If you never go through a trial, you'll never understand and know the delivering power of God. Amen. Amen. I tell you what, uh, uh, you try to live your life right for the Lord, you're going to have some trials. For whatever reason, it seems like the devil and the imps of hell will try his best to pull you down. 
and will try to discourage you and will try to defeat you and He can just get you in that valley of defeat. But I thank God for that trial. I don't want to lay in a pity party and just cry out and, and, and just give up. Uh, no siree. I will though uh, stand and cry out to God to help me through the trials and to bring me up out of the valley and sit me on top of the mountaintop again because mountaintop experiences come and go. Just as the valleys come and go. But I thank Him for the trials. And you may say, well preacher, I can't thank God for this. I can't thank God for that. What was our opening scripture? In all things. Give thanks. Preacher, do I thank God for the bad things? I remember when we first began to pastor the church, and I know Brother David Pierce and David Fowler probably know who I'm talking about. Maybe Sister Deborah. There was a young man that went to the church prior to me coming there, and he would just show up occasionally, but he wasn't right with the Lord. And he lost their daughter to a disease before I even became pastor of the church. Mark lost his daughter. And uh, she had a, a, a disease. And was she about seven years old? Six years old? Well, when that, when, when that daddy lost that six-year-old girl... Um, that that baby, with with the Lord taking that baby the way that He did, Mark got extremely bitter toward God. Yeah. He did more than just get bitter at God. He got mad at God. I can't tell you how I would feel in that situation. But I'd hope to think that I wouldn't get bitter at God. And one morning I got a phone call and Mark had been in a, a terrible traffic accident. And I, I went up to the hospital and he's laying in the emergency room. He's covered in blood. They've got him tied down to a gurney. And I go in there and, and I begin to talk with Mark. And I really didn't have to say a whole lot of things to Mark because Mark began to... Show conviction on his face as soon as he walked in the door. And I began to talk to Mark and I began to just explore in his spiritual life. I said, Mark, don't you think God may be talking to you through this trial? I know you've went through a traumatic experience with losing your daughter. And I know that you've been bitter at God. And he looked at me. I said, isn't that right, Mark? You've been bitter at God, haven't you? And he said, yes, preacher. I said, you know your little girls are left here safe in the arms of the Lord, don't you? He said, yes, preacher. I said, don't you want to go to heaven to see her one day? He said, oh, preacher, I want to see her so bad. I said, well, why do you want to be bitter at God? Why do you want to be mad at God for He's the one that sent His only begotten Son to die for you to where you can be together with her in heaven one day? That's your only chance, Mark. Amen. Yeah. 
He said, I don't understand the trial that I'm going through. I don't understand the trial of losing my baby girl. I can't see her drive for the first time. I can't see her playing on a ball field. I can't see her getting married. I can't have her see her have children. I said, Mark, think about this. And I said, I'm not trying to upset you or anything. I said, but if it was God's will to take her, then why don't we just agree with the Lord's will and try to get back in the graces of God to where you can see her again? He said, but I just don't understand, preacher. She's six-year-old, innocent. And I began to think, and I said, Mark, the Lord may have known. Could have been a possibility that the Lord knowed. That your little girl may have had bigger and worse problems than that down the road. And His will was to go ahead and take her. To spare her the pain. To spare you the pain. Hey listen, I am fearful for people in this world today. Let me tell you why. We live in a mean society. Who was to say some maniac wouldn't pick up a seven-year-old girl or an eight-year-old girl and take her and rape her and abuse her and kill her and, and, and cut her throat or dismember her and leave her laying for dead somewhere and throw her in, in, in into a lake somewhere and no one ever find them again? Just maybe God seen something down through there, through that little girl's life, and He said, "No, I'm not going to allow my child to go through that. So I'm going to take her." Could be. I don't know. Our thoughts are not His thoughts. His ways are not our ways. There was a a man just the other day tried to get in the car with my wife, wanting money. Said, I ain't got no money. And, uh, we just went in during lunch break to get a Coca-Cola. And he's going to follow her around to the car and just about try to get in the car with her. You see, we're living in terrible times. We're living in bad times, uh, but I want to thank God for the trials uh, uh, that we go through because He will deliver. Boy, when you go through the trial, it makes it so much sweeter when you come out on the other side uh, and He's giving you deliverance from whatever you're going through. Uh, and you can stand and praise God uh, for what He's done in your life and give Him thanks for bringing you through the trials that you've been in. Trials deliver us. Number three, I'm thankful for the table. I'm thankful for the table. Psalms 23 and 5. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with all my cup runneth over. I'm thankful for the table of the supply of grace. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Boy, it's the sweet presence of the Holy Ghost that breathes that grace upon that person that's lost and undone. That brings conviction into their heart to where they may be saved. It is sweet grace of the grace of God that helps us through times of sickness. 
grace. It's the sweet grace of God that helps us through times when we don't have a job and we're waiting for a check to come in the mail and we think we're not going to make it till then. It's the sweet grace of God that snuggles up to you and begins to comfort you by the way of the Holy Ghost and helps you when that loved one's done passed on over into eternity. It's the sweet grace of God that comes down in the midst of a hospital bed when you're there and you don't think you're going to make it. And then the sweet presence of God overflows your heart and overflows in that hospital room and overflows your life and all of a sudden gives you a healing touch from heaven. Folks, it's God's riches at Christ's expense. It's unmerited favor. We don't even deserve grace. But He sees fit to send it. And even when we need more grace, He sends more. Amen. As the trials get more difficult, the supply of grace becomes greater. He said, I'll send you more grace as times get hard. As times get more difficult. I'm thankful for that table of the supply of grace. And that table of the supply of satisfied goodness. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh boy, I thank Him for His goodness, brother. Half of the goodness of God to be so good to me, an old sinner saved by His wonderful grace. He's been good to me, and we used to have people to stand and say, "Hey, He's been better than me than anyone else." Hey, I think it's a good time to stand and say, "Nope, He's been better to me." than anybody else. Amen. Listen, I thank Him for His goodness to me. Oh, how can you not thank Him for His goodness when He's never going to leave you and He's never going to forsake you? How can you not be thankful for His goodness when He puts a roof up over your head and He puts food in your stomach and He puts shoes on your feet? How can you not be thankful for His goodness when He's taken care of you the whole step of the way from the time you was birthed in your mother's womb and on down to where you're living today? How can we not be thankful for His goodness? Oh, listen, I thank Him for that goodness that He is sitting on the table. Amen. He has prepared a table and it's slammed full of grace. That's good talking right there. Amen. That's slammed full of goodness. Amen. Some of you English majors might not like it, but that's how we learned it on the Mill Hill. A slam full of satisfying goodness. Amen. Amen. Slam full of goodness. <laughs> Good stuff. Amen. Amen. I'm thanking Him for His satisfying goodness. But I'm also going to be thankful for His... Well, listen to this. He's put this on the table too. His stable giving. The Bible tells us, Yea, the Lord shall give that which is good, and our land shall yield her increase. Good. Stable giving. He continuously... To give to me. Amen. He continually meets my needs. In other words. He continually. Continually. Begins. To help us. Continually helps us from, from, from point A. To point Z. He's going to help me. Though I'm getting old as dirt. <laughs> He's going to help me. 
Some of you older brother and sister are looking at me like I've done flew to coot. <laughs> you know, some people literally lose their mind at 40 because just the thought that they're turning 40. I just figure I'm getting more wise. I'm getting more wisdom. Amen. The gray hairs show wisdom. Or bad nerves one. <laughs> Uh, I'd been praying about a year or so. Actually, it done dropped it. I, I was wanting to go back to school. and I'm only two legs from my doctor's degree. And, uh, been talking to some folks and got signed back up to go to school. Lord have mercy, when that starts, I will get gray. But all I know is this. I thank Him for His goodness. His satisfying goodness, His supply of grace, His stable giving. Because, folks, He can continue to give to you. Amen. Number four, I'm thankful for the tabernacle. John 14, 23, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. And my Father will love him. He will come unto him and make our abode. With Him. The tabernacle is your life. A tabernacle is a place of abode. is a place where Jesus lives if you're a Christian today. What's in that tabernacle? Oh, I thank Him for His abiding presence. <laughs> I am with you all the way even to the end of the world. The Bible says when this tabernacle is laid down, <laughs> the mortal will pick up. In other words, we're going to be changed to perfection. Amen. Amen. When they start, start, start talking about mortality and immortality, them words is just a little bit long for me. Amen. All I know is this. We're going to be changed one day when we lay this tabernacle down. Amen. When we lay it down uh, and when it's resurrected back up uh, by the power of God, I thank God for His abiding presence uh, in my life uh, through everything that we have to encounter. I can see the hand uh, of God in the midst of it all. Uh, Listen, folks, you just have to open your spiritual eyes uh, and listen with your spiritual ears uh, and look what you've been through uh, and look where God's brought you from uh, and you can see God molding you and making you just like the potter uh, makes a clay vase or a clay vessel. You and I are vessels under God. Uh, Sometimes we get broke, uh, but thank God He's good enough to come by and mold us and make us again uh, and where we can be a vessel of honor unto Him. Uh, Folks, I thank Him for His abiding presence uh, in my life. I can honestly say For the years I've been saved, I have never said, Lord, where are you? Lord, where are you, God? Never had to say that. You shouldn't have to be able to say it either because He's not going to leave you. Now, do we may step out of the way, yeah? You may step out of the way, but God's not going to leave you. Amen. Amen. 
His abiding presence in the tabernacle. His assuring promise in the tabernacle. Amen. He says in John 14, 3, If I go and prepare a place for you. He's talking about a heavenly tabernacle now. I will come again, receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Assuring promise. Abiding presence. But active protection. I believe I got the angels of heaven that'll protect me yep. under the authority of God Himself. Amen. The Bible tells us to grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption, according to the Word of God. I believe that the angels of heaven is going to take care of us from the cradle to the grave. Amen. Now I'm talking about when we're in our, when we are in our safe mode. Let me call it that. When we're in the safe mode of, of growing through childhood, not really knowing the difference between right and wrong to the point that we become saved and then go to the grave. God will take care of the saved and the safe. Amen. I'd hate to be walking in, and I've walked in those years myself, the years between my safe mode and my saved mode. What do you mean, preacher? Well, you know, going up through childhood, I believe a child's safe in the Lord. I don't believe a child, two, three, four, five years old, is going to die and go to hell. Not according to the Word of God. Because if that's the case, they're going to have to go back and rewrite the book over in Psalms about David and his child. I believe that baby's safe in the Lord. Amen. As a matter of fact, David began to, his weeping turned into joy because the child had went ahead and passed away. And they didn't understand what was going on. What's going on there, David? We don't understand it. You was weeping when your child was sick, but now it's dead and now you're rejoicing. Oh, because he knew he was going to see that baby again. But when they reach that age of accountability, look, I don't know when that's going to be. Age of accountability ain't even in the Bible. (laughs) But when that baby gets old enough to understand the things, the spiritual things of God, but between that time and the time they get saved is what I'd be worried about. Huh? Them wild teenage years if they're not saved. Them wild young adult years, if they're not saved. Or what they get into. And if they was to leave this world lost and on their way to hell without Jesus. Them's the years that I'd be worried about. Amen. Amen. But boy, they such a sweet release. And a sweet relief when that individual becomes saved and becomes under the blood. And then you know without a shadow of a doubt that God and His angels are taking care of them and protecting them and watching over them. Now sometimes we become like modern day Job's and we get into certain situations that we may not particularly like. But God will always be with you. He'll always bring you through it. And He'll give you the protection that you need. Thankful for the tabernacle and Thankful for the throne. Number five. Thankful for the throne. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. For our sins to be confessed. The Bible says if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
for our sins to be confessed, for our sins to be cleansed, and for Jesus Christ, who is faithful, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Revelation 1.15. Yeah. For our sins to be confessed, for them to be cleansed, for them to be conquered. Number six. I'm thankful for the testimony. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Amen. Nor of me his prisoner, Paul said. But be thou partakers of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Amen. Thankful for the testimony of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah. Of his life in which he lived. The life in which he gave to where we can be saved today. The holiness of God, the honor of God, the headship of God. Thankful for the testimony of it all. You see, He's the only one that would come and save us from our sins. He's the only one that could have Come and shed every drop of blood in his body for you and I. I'm thankful for that today. I'm thankful for his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. Got so much to thank him for. You know, Thanksgiving is really not about turkeys. Thanksgiving is not about spreading a wonderful table. Preparing a meal. Don't take me wrong. It's good. Yeah. It's good. But Thanksgiving is meant to be a time that we ought to exonerate ourselves to be thankful unto our Lord for what He's done for us. Amen. Through the good times and the bad times. Thankful, Lord. In all things, give thanks. Preacher, it's hard for me to give thanks in my situation. I promise you, if you'll look around, you'll find somebody in worse shape than you are. Think about it. Give thanks unto the Lord today. For this is good. It's good to give thanks. Would you stand this morning? We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. We want to take this special service this morning to take an opportunity for you to come and gather around an old-fashioned altar and give God thanks for what He's done for you. Father, Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, we do love you today. Lord, I thank you for revealing to us in the Word of God that we do need to be a thankful people. And Lord, I thank you for giving us the opportunity to be here today to worship you in truth and in spirit. Lord, as this service continues, may you urge and nudge the heart of these people to 
help them to know that we do need to be thankful. Openly and not ashamed. In all things, give you thanks. Lord, if they want to be here lost, undone, doesn't know you from the free pardon of sin, save them today, Lord. We'll surely give you glory, honor, and praise for all that you do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. And amen. You come. Let the Lord help you today, okay? Oh, we just want to give you thanks. Just want to give you praise, glory, and honor. Maybe you got a need that needs to be met. Oh, come on. Oh, you got something to be thankful for. He freely gives our blessings. He saved me and I owe my life to Him. Oh, don't wait. Don't wait till a long ways down the road to thank Him. Give Him thanks today. Don't be ashamed. Hallelujah. Lord, we love You. We thank You, Lord. Oh, he's brought me a long way. Brought me to a place to where I can understand and know the goodness of God. (laughs) The goodness of his grace and his mercy. Lord, he pours it on us each and every day, whether we realize it or not. Give him thanks. Thanks.